us. Okay. <laughs> it will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it was funny. This is going to be fun. Uh, I should have been drinking. All right, welcome to another episode of the Oscar Center. Not, and I should have been drinking Kenzie's bad wine with the no. Kenzie. <laughs> I'm still drinking it, though. I mean, you have to, right? You're like already, <laughs> you're already invested. So welcome to the episode of the Oscar Central podcast. On today's episode, we are going to look at some missed Oscar-tunities focused on the best actress race. We're going to have two, two round drafts. I had to like write that down several times to make sure I was going to say it right. And I, hope, I hope that's right. We're the first of the two rounds will focus on actresses that were nominated but lost. The second of the dra- uh, two rounds is going to be focused on the best actress snubs. Um, so we have a fun panel of some first time people and some 100th time people. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have Dan, Morgan, Nicole, Amanda joining Kenzie and I. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How's everyone else? Good. Excited to be here. <laughs> Very excited to be here with all of you on this fine Sunday. <laughs> it's the best way to finish out a holiday weekend. Yeah. I That's cannot true. get over that there were so many holidays this weekend because I I sent my husband to Target today and he was like, because I was like, nobody closes for Passover except like kosher places. And he was like, Target is a thousand percent closed for Easter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. So that was fun. Like, I don't know, but love holidays. Just wish, you know, kosher wine was better. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of holidays between Passover, Easter, and Coachella. It's just <laughs> the, insane. So like truly I've been to Coachella. Pagan holiday. Yeah, Coachella. literally. <laughs> I've been to Coachella on Easter, but it was not Passover. So I'm kind of like interested in like one of those couples where it's like one Jewish person and one Christian person that was at Coachella like what did the person doing Passover do like was there like a Passover Seder at Coachella like can you imagine and like what did they eat I, I hope that's what happened <laughs> they did not have spicy pizza that's for sure that's I love spicy sure. pizza I love pizza God. <laughs> now I'm hungry thanks um <laughs> All right, so Kenzie, I'm going to give you the floor. The week that was at Oscar Central. Um, So lots of Best Actors pieces, including from Miss Morgan about Vanessa Kirby. Um, And then obviously I dove into my notes app and my camera roll about Miss Natalie Portman and Jackie. I have a whole highlight on my Instagram of Natalie Portman and Jackie memes. I'm sorry to anyone who's pro Emma Stone and La La Land, but that is not for me. And then Jacob went over any awards contenders he thinks he feels are going to be um, premiering at the Cannes Film Festivals. We got the lineup this week. Interesting to get the lineup this week after the whole David Lynch of it all. I... I don't know. I kind of personally was like, he is pulling an Andrew Garfield. I am not in Spider-Man. <laughs> like, but he still know. be doing it. He could possibly still be doing it. So right? I, I've heard from like multiple people that he has a movie that's like a secret. It just isn't ready. 
and like some people thought it would be ready in time but I am still under the belief it's that tv show he made for Netflix that people were thinking was just gonna like premiere its first episode either way there is nothing David Lynch at the Cannes Film Festival so yet yet can you imagine if like opening night they're like he's there and it's like oh my god and then I don't know if anyone is a fan of the show that is changing the world the Kelly Clarkson show there is a viral clip of Amanda and Kyle talking about how the first time they worked together was on Twin Peaks he goes the first time and I'm like when when was the second time so like Dan is saying, right now there is nothing from David Lynch at the Cannes Film Festival, but maybe stay tuned. Well, because Thierry Frameau in that interview, the director of the Cannes Film Festival was being a cheeky little Frenchman and not saying anything definitive. So, you know, you never, you never know. know. You never know. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye open, but it was a, it was a big day that day that we got the announcement that I personally thought it was gonna be on Thursday and then it was Friday because I know nothing about time changes but I think like personally I'm most excited for David Cronenberg because we got the teaser that day the French teaser is different than the teaser we got and that like sent me over the top but I'm also very excited for broker love shoplifter so much I hope that uh, maybe this pans out awards wise better than shoplifters did um obviously stars at noon I I love Claire for being like you guys said my first movie of the year was the worst movie you've ever seen I'm gonna give you another one at the halfway point of the year I dig that I love her Kelly Reithart was showing up I will be showing up um I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> I yeah, appreciate it. Was, it, was, it was, I was like, what am I doing? Um, there's lots to be excited about. Um, some people, you know, are excited for Top Gun, Maverick. I... <laughs> Not excited for that movie until I saw the trailer on an IMAX screen. Okay, and right. I was like, give it to me now. Awesome. I'm so okay, excited. So... Jacob writes his piece for the site. He's like, am I missing anything? And I was like, can I say Top Gun? Like, (laughs) I won the Lady Gaga of it all. Like, we can't ignore Miss Stephanie. Who knows what she's up to? With Hans Zimmer, like, what is going on? Like, I'm not going to ignore that. And then, I don't know, like, the poster de-aged Tom Cruise like 20 years. So like, maybe there's some Irishman de-aging going on. Like, you never know. And then obviously Elvis, which I don't know if anybody else is just getting like PTSD of the Rocketman vibes of the premiere at the Cannes Film Festival, the early release date, the hopes that this is an actor only play. I... It is Austin Butler, so it's not the same thing as Taryn. But, like, we will see what happens with this Boslerman movie. We will it's see. Boslerman, so I'm at least um, looking I'll at it. enjoy it. Like, costumes and things yeah. like that, you know. It's at the very least going to be very interesting. <laughs> That's the <laughs> nicest way to say, like, it's not going to pan out. Bos has yet to disappoint me personally. 
mileage may vary with him. <laughs> he means a lot to me. And, you know, I would love, wouldn't that be hilarious for all like this is like nothing, it's coming out in June. And then Boz Lerman's like there on the cusp of a director nomination. Like, not that Can I'm you saying imagine. It's but like, I would live Anything's for the possible. chaos. Yeah, it's true. Anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible. Like we're at all like, point. look at this, like Spielberg, Scorsese, and then Bosler. It's like, hello. Like, <laughs> he will pop out of nowhere and be like, he will. Okay. He'll pop out, out of nowhere, scare yeah. everyone with his gray silver hair, steal someone's spot. So his his Carl Lagerfeld look in that like twenty minute Elvis trailer thing <laughs> that like scared me. Does anybody else remember? They like pops up and it's like fifteen minutes long. I'm like, it's a fifteen minute long trailer, and then it's like Boz Lorman in front of a theater talking about how much it means to him. I was like, it's a lot. It's a lot. I do appreciate it for Elvis, but I think mm-hmm. I don't remember who tweeted it, but it's like really funny for years. This is like the untitled Boz Lerman Elvis movie. And then it just came out that it was called Elvis. Like slightly disappointing. Like we were waiting for some sort of like exciting title and they were like, yeah. we couldn't think of anything. We're just going to say Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they could have called it Taken Care of Business. Yeah, like, suspicious minds. Like, I mean, there's so yeah. many different yeah, so song many. titles that have like, like movie music, title, m- movie title. Like, yeah, just ridiculous. And then, okay, I don't know if y'all feel this way, but the George Miller movie playing like not in competition, and then that first image of with the ears, <laughs> I was like, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm very excited for 3000 years of longing, but we will see. I don't know what George Miller's up to. I'm keeping my eye on his little glasses and like whatever he's doing, but Tilda Swinton, I will be there. But that was kind of it for the week, right? Like, I feel like nothing else really. Everybody was cast in Barbie. Whoever wasn't cast in Oppenheimer got cast in Barbie. Yeah. Greta really said, like, she threw down the gauntlet. And then Nolan was like, I feel left out. I'm going to make another casting announcement. I just, this is my plea right now. If Greta Gerwig could call up Adam Driver, I'm positive she could find a place for him. Clearly, everyone has lines of dialogue. Um, Look, I need him to be in that movie because I really need oh Greta to direct Adam Driver and I really need for Noah to direct Saoirse Ronan. That's my Mr. goal. Right Potato Head, like a perfect role. Could they have yeah. not been like a weird Barbie and Ken? Like I know like I Ryan Gosling for is it. like the Ken, but like, yeah. And then like, obviously Margot Robbie is a human Barbie, but like, yes. Could we not have gotten them as like some weird, like if you would have told me years ago that Greta and Noah were making Barbie, I would have been like, Adam Driver's for sure Ken. It's going to be some weird Brooklyn, like, yeah, like hipster Barbie, Barbie. and then like they announced like Margot Robbie, and I was like, oh, so it's just like Barbie. But then every other casting announcement, I've been like, I don't know what this movie is. Like, I don't know what's coming. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm, well, Ken's good looking, so they couldn't it's... have been Adam Driver. Can someone mute Ricky? Like, who, who's the host of this? Morgan thing? was talking. I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> um, I apologize, Morgan. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I was just gonna say the casting announcements were really refreshing because 
Nolan's casting has just felt like Wonder Bread after, you know, just like one slice of Wonder Bread being announced after another slice of Wonder Bread. So, you know, the fact that we have like Issa Rae, uh, Simu Liu, and like all of these people is wonderful. I'm really excited that we're looking at Barbie not just as the Caucasian figure that she is, but in the diverse community that she also has as well. I yeah, will also like, say mm-hmm. I ran a poll um, on Twitter asking people which cast they would rather join, uh, Barbie or Oppenheimer, and 71% of the people who voted voted for Barbie, which, and I got several replies being basically like obvious, there, there's only one cast that it seems like I'm eligible to join um, because they weren't white men, so. <laughs> it's, it's really like upsetting because when they first announced Oppenheimer, I was like Killian Murphy in a leading role in a movie, like right after Peaky Blinders. Yes. Hell yeah. And then like, mm-hmm. no offense, I, think Matt Damon is the worst person alive so the second they casted him I was like this is going down this is burning like Christopher Nolan I'm calling the police and then every single casting announcement I have rolled my eyes at or googled because I'm like is that the guy from Bohemian Rhapsody or you guys know who I'm talking about I don't know his name I feel really bad he was in something Mm -hmm. else I recently saw he's in um, No Time to Die Rami Malek. Rami Malek. Oh my God, he, they are in both. No, he's blonde. Oh, oh I was like, oh that guy, the drummer <laughs> from Morgan's okay. losing her mind. That I didn't realize Rami Malek is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know who I'm talking about the the blonde guy that's in the oh. one who played Roger Taylor in Bohemian Rhapsody. The drummer. I, I still have not seen it. Like I <laughs> don't I have, I have doubt. Yeah, just but, don't. Just don't, yeah, don't bother. It. Okay, but there's a guy. I I he he's in No Time to Die and Bohemian Rhapsody. I cannot believe I forgot that Rami Malek is in No Time. To Die. We're gonna clip that one, fam. Um, but I I don't know if he's an Oppenheimer. But every single time they announce a guy who is a brunette and white, I'm like, is that the guy? Like, I have no idea. I Google them all. I'm like, is this the guy from Bohemian Rhapsody? But yeah, it's really boring. And as someone who like is very hit or miss with Christopher Nolan, I'm very like, I am just checked out. Like this could be a great movie, but I truly don't care. It's like, it's like the opposite of Dunkirk where like Dunkirk, yes, is a collection of like white men, but it was like white men we all like liked. So I feel like we were like looking past it. He put Harry Styles in it. We were like, Harry Styles is gonna get an Oscar nomination. And then he has like two lines in the whole movie. Yep. But yeah, Barbie is very exciting and it's very diverse. And it seems like like she plucked the actors from sex education. Like she's like pulling actors from like everywhere. Well, I don't want to say she because I don't know who the casting director is, my bad. But I just feel like they where that you could have an interest. Marvel actors, there's obviously like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Like there's all kinds of actors that are like from every place. And not only is that clearly visible when you look at the photo, if you ask Jacob and Ricky how many times I made the casting photo of how many people are in Barbie, I had to change it every five minutes, but it looks very diverse. And then when I was making the Oppenheimer one, I was like, I don't know if I repeated anyone. Like I have no idea if someone is in this photo twice, like. well. 
very so you know Allison Jones is who the casting director is and if you know anything about Allison Jones she's basically like a maverick and can assemble any magical cast she clearly assembled the real Avengers the the Nick Fury of (laughs) 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 we love we love obsessed but yeah I feel like that's it this week now that I spent 20 minutes talking about how roasting Oppenheimer even though you guys know I'm gonna see it like the first day it's out like I'm gonna be like fuck yeah Oppenheimer (laughs) you know the, the true story will be, is this a follow-up and another love story between two male characters in a Christopher Nolan movie? I want to know how many dead wives there are going to be. How many? Like, how many? And, like, which One character per man. will be... One per man. One yeah. per man. <laughs> you wouldn't cast that many women. But, like, <laughs> would... Which character will be him? Like, is Killian Murphy's hair still dark? Because he made Robert Pattinson go blonde, wear a scarf. There's always an actor that is literally just Christopher Nolan in his movies. And I kind of admire that. Like, Mm. that's a long bit to have, like, running throughout all your movies. And, like, to insert yourself into Oppenheimer would be kind of hilarious. Like, this is a weird story where you don't belong, Christopher Nolan. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be some journalist or something. Yes, yeah, that's what like, it's going to be. It's going to be like a journalist, like with a like a vest. Oh my god, that's <laughs> totally what it's going to be. Incredible. All right, I think we're ready to start our best actress. All right, so let's kick the draft off. I have a randomizer here. Um, I would share the screen, but it'd probably take me 45 minutes to figure out how to do it. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, only one participant. I don't even know. All right. So I got everybody's name here. You're just going to have to trust me. I mean, as long as I'm not number one, I feel like this is going to be a good thing, right? If I'm number one, I so might just, just do so it. I'm not last every time. <laughs> Literally, Nicole last time was last every single time. And then she, she ended up like, winning. But she literally That's goes true. spin it twice. And the first time we spun it, Nicole was first. The second time we spun it, Nicole was Nicole's last. last. Oh my god! Fine, I right, still so, won, so it's fine. All right, so Morgan's new here. We're gonna make for the first draft. We're gonna make her give me a number between one and five, and I'm gonna randomize this to pick our first round. One and five. Okay, uh, I will choose three then. All right, so one, two, three. Nicole, you're first. <laughs> Yay! Yay! First order wow. is Nicole, me, Dan, Morgan, Amanda, Kenzie. Perfect. So the first two rounds will go just like that. And um, the first round obviously is going to be actresses that were nominated but lost. So Nicole, you have the floor in round one, pick one. So. Okay. This feels very stressful because there's so many people there to choose from at this point. Um, But there is an actress that I feel like I would be betraying myself if I did not pick. She's been nominated an incredible amount of times for how old she is. And I, of course, I'm gonna say Sarah Sharonin. I really debated on whether or not to say for Little Women or for Brooklyn, but I did decide to go for Sarah Sharonin for Little Women because that was one that we did think she might actually sort of come up and snag. I would have been so 
so deserved. And I say this as someone who read Little Women so many times as a kid. <laughs> like I had multiple copies because the spine was all messed up from yep. like where I would <laughs> like fold it. She's so good. And she's so good as like both time. Oh yep, my God. She's exactly. so good. Love her. Yeah. Oh, she's perfect in that movie. <laughs> I am going to go um, with my pick with somebody that we actually talked about a little bit earlier. I'm going to go Margot Robbie for I, Tanya. Damn it. I almost picked her, so. <laughs> I was going to pick her. Yeah. <laughs> See, I have to be like, I have really, like, I have a long list here, but I was like, man, who who will not be here probably when I pick again? That's the one I'm, I was really, yeah. figured that might be a good one. So, all right, Dan, you are next. I, the greatest performance that anyone has ever given in anything ever, Judy Garland in A Star is Born. It's so perfect. You took Judy. <laughs> I, I am the gay man on the panel. I have to rep my queen. <laughs> I, so after my husband and I watched um, Judy, because I like put it off for as long as possible, mm-hmm. I watched it at home with him. He was like, is she even a good actress? Because my husband loves my <laughs> my husband loves cabaret, but he doesn't like Liza Minnelli as an actress. And like, <laughs> tell me why we're watching his stars where he goes, she kind of looks like that girl from cabaret. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You mean leaving. her daughter? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I it was like. It was like the second time she like sings. So I pause it and I'm like, think about it. Like, think about it. He's like, hmm. I mean, I was like, just Google one of them. And he like, he like Googles Judy Garland. He's like, she was in the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, divorce him. This is grounds for divorce. <laughs> literally, literally. But he 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 actually prefers the 1954 star is born to the current one so we will keep him we'll keep him that is a good man morgan you are up okay i'm gonna go with a wild card um i'm gonna go with jill clayberg in an unmarried woman because i think it is such an incredible performance so amazing i love that amanda I gotta go with my girl, Rosamund Pike, because I was, I lost it when she lost. I was very upset. Um, And I thought she killed it that year. So highway robbery. She needs a better agent because I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Is she going to get nominated at this rate? But um, yeah, I forgot girl for sure. I loved her. Horror went out for a private war because when she got that surprise Golden Globe nomination, I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I was like, I'm going to make it to where she shows up. Like, yeah. she oh, consistently God. makes yeah. my personal ballot. So, yeah, you know. like, she's always in stuff that is good. It's just like so small and under the radar. Like, nothing ever happens with it. Like, yeah. That Golden Globe nomination, I I screamed. I was like, what are they doing? Like, like it obviously is wonderful, but I was like, this is yeah. like, it was like on board if like Natalie Portman had shown up and supporting for Vox Lux, like the reaction I would have had. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. Like, I just, so I'm like, oh, it's my turn. 
Okay. I have so many, and I feel like since it's someone's birthday, I should go with them. But I'm rewatching part one of season four of Ozark, so I'm gonna go Laura Linney of the Savages. I oh yes, I love Laura Linney. I love that performance. I she is so good. It's really overwhelming. I know everyone's shocked. I didn't say Natalie Portman, but it's okay. I'll take her on my next pick. Surprised. Love Laura Linney. Okay, this is stressful. I have three that I'm between. And now I have to actually like pick one. I think I prepared too many. Um, See, that's my problem. My list is like 70 people. Right? Like, There's so many great performances. I have a lot. And like, I have nobody's been taking any of my picks, which I was really hoping I know, for same. to make my right. pick easier. <laughs> think. Oh, okay. I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go Betty Davis, All About Eve. Oh yes. Ooh, one of my all time favorite one. performances. That is so good. The the like the best best actress lineup ever. That it's an I think it is, lineup. right? Like yeah. I was thinking about that today. Like that has to be like an all-timer lineup, maybe mm-hmm. the best. It might be the best of like lineup in any acting category. Like honestly, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a better one. This is going to be hard. Damn it. I'm really struggling here with which one I want to go with. Um, I'm glad somebody else took Rosamund Pike just because I didn't want to have to, just because, I mean, I wrote an article about it. So I was like. That's why uh, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm very in the Rosamund Pike deserved column but i also really love julianne moore's performance and yeah. i do love that julianne moore has an oscar for sure bad speech yeah. though not a good speech love julianne moore too all right i'm gonna go carrie mulligan for in education um i just okay i feel so much better ricky every time i've chosen one you've taken the one that i was debating between <laughs> so hey you're making me go. feel better that she's that performance is getting talked about <laughs> Yeah, I don't, yeah, that one's an easy one for me. It's on my list and it just, it was next on the list. So that's the one I'm going to go with. Also a great movie about um, relationships with an age gap, like appropriately yeah. handled movie yeah. about that relationships with an, an age gap. Incredible cast too. Like talking about Rosamund Pike, like Rosamund so Pike good in, in that, that movie. Oh, oh. kills me. Peter Sarsgaard, perfectly He's used. So Emma freaking Thompson. And Emma Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Love her. All right. Uh, Dan, back on the board. Uh, it's me. Um, you know, 2004, everyone was talking about the rematch between the two titans, Hillary Swank and Annette Benning, and completely missed the one of the best leading actress performances of all time, Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Jacob is screaming. He's not here. It's like his all-time favorite. It's so funny. I almost went went Winslet for Titanic, but I was like, "Mm, please don't. I thought about that. It's on my list. I considered that, but Eternal Sunshine is just, that encapsulates so much of what I love about her as a performer, Mm -hmm. her intelligence and her comfortable, her comfort in her body and the 
rapport she has with Jim Carrey. Okay, I would never, I ever say. think of pairing them together. Yes. But they work off each other so brilliantly. Ugh. I love when performances show you how good the person they're sharing the screen is. Yes. Like also, and that movie is like the perfect, like they're both so incredibly great in every scene they share together. I love it so much. Yeah. And the level of difficulty of having to delineate when she is the real Clementine versus the Clementine in his memories that he's kind of making up. It, uh, I can't, she's, the movie is brilliant and she's brilliant in it. I'm scared for Morgan because Morgan's either going to take something I really want. <laughs> she has very similar tastes to me. This is true. This is true. I am a little bit torn. Um, but I think I'm actually going to go with another 2014 pick uh, with Reese Witherspoon and Wild because I think that that might be the pinnacle of her career. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy she won an Oscar you know, nine years earlier. It should have been Love for Wild journey. instead. But it like, should have been for Wild. It is just such an incredible performance. It's so good. That movie is like, that and Gone Girl are um, when her production company was like great and not this weird mom book club. Like, oh, those are such great movies from like, it's incredible. And then I don't know what she's doing. But I, I love her. And I also, I love every person in that cast. That movie is like perfectly cast. Like, like I don't know. It has like such a great feel to it. And also the Gilmore Girls part of it is hilarious to me. If anyone watched the ridiculous Netflix one, pour one out. Pour one out indeed. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda, I'm scared. I don't know where I'm going. I can like throw it all the way back, like back in the day or like I've had a personal vendetta against Jennifer Lawrence for a very long time. And I don't know why. I just don't like her. Because she stole Emmanuel Riva's Oscar, maybe? That, I, I mean, that, yes. But I personally think that Jessica Chastain should have won for Zero Dark Thirty instead of like, Tammy Faye. Not saying that it wasn't a solid performance for Tammy Faye, but I I really loved her in that movie. And uh, you know, that's why she was owed for Tammy Faye. So I'm gonna pick Jess for this one. I love Jennifer Lawrence. No. I love Jennifer Lawrence, but Zero Dark Thirty or uh, Jessica Chastain Zero Dark Thirty is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Love her. Um, especially the scene where she has to act opposite Chris Bratt. Um, just <laughs> impeccable. She was able to like keep awesome. her composure. You know, incredible. Like, impressive. Just like, looking at that whole group of people going, these fucking assholes. <laughs> I did all the work. It's They're like, gonna get all the credit. It's like mm. when you're watching it, it's that that whole like I did all the work and it's a team project and everyone else is getting yeah. the A's. So, like, it's just really funny because of how serious the subject matter is but I'm like that's literally what it is like because in that moment you could see in her mind all the flashbacks of her like throwing the notes on the wall how many days it's been like just like every single moment leading up to that is like in her eyes and then like 
even when she has sunglasses on, like her amazing Ray-Bans that she pulls mm-hmm. off exceptionally well. So good. But like, she is so good at like using like her face even when like her eyes are visible. It's, I don't think people realize how hard that is because especially if you think about like when you, like Man and I were talking about day drink and you like hide behind your sunglasses. It's <laughs> yeah. like to be able to still pull off like the emotion that Jessica Chastain was doing, like, with her Ray-Bans I was like wow and the movie is about her kind of like in a sense but it's not someone like we knew like she was able to make that character someone you like were rooting for in a story you know the outcome of and I I don't know her and Catherine Bigelow please do something again like please Mm -hmm. do something again oh my god also if we were talking director snubs um this movie is up yes. there. Yep, yes. big time. I was I angry that, was, that year. <laughs> that was a morning I was screaming. Um, great. Now I don't know what to pick. Okay, I can go with my girl, but she already has an Oscar, so that's kind of like boring. Um, I'll just go. Um, you know, it's her birthday. I'll go Rooney Mara, girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh. Yeah. Like, so the Swedish movies hold a, oh, a big part of my heart. I have them on DVD, not Blu-ray. Um, but I wish David Fincher and her were able to finish out the trilogy. I love that performance. I love her chemistry with Daniel Craig. She's a great Elizabeth. Great, Lisbeth. Sorry to Dan. Dan's going to be so mad if I tell him who I almost went with. I uh, Maybe not. <laughs> it's hard to get, for me, worse than that particular one. I really, <laughs> I, 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 I don't like, in general, I think Rini Mara is a bit of a somnambulist, um, which is But I almost, I almost went like close to dangerous days. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe that none of us said Glenn Close. Yeah. I was that was the other one. I was, should have gone with close. that one. <laughs> I, I, I my reaction instead, but I rewatched oh, it last night yeah. and oh. I just got like, I don't know if anybody thinks about this, but Michelle Pfeiffer and Glenn Close are two of like the greatest actresses of all time and then neither of them have an oscar i also michelle pfeiffer like what is going on like don't do tv shows like yes she might get an emmy from what i'm reading but like let let's get her let's let's get her in something does she have to do some bad biopic like i don't understand look just because the we as a culture are not ready to have the conversation about how the actresses who have played Catwoman should have the same number of Oscar nominations as the men who have played the Joker. Mm. And this is just facts, okay? That is great. And I would like to spend seven hours talking about it. (laughs) Let's put that on a t-shirt. Let's put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Can you imagine the dad cap and you're getting coffee and someone's like, yeah. And you're like, what? I love it. Oh my God, that's so good. It's so true. It is. Wow. Because, okay. Yes. 
Wow, because I would argue that Michelle Pfeiffer deserved an Oscar nomination for Catwoman. At the very least. Like, perhaps a win? Like, yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. All right, that's the end of draft numero uno. Kenzie, you've been writing these down, right? Yes. All right, perfect. Because I have been too, but. I, yeah. <laughs> no one's been writing. We're just vibing, guys. We're just I'm not writing. Any. I'm typing. It's, <laughs> it's Jill and Chella. There's no rules. <laughs> <laughs> we just ask everybody what their picks were, and everybody just picks random people that they didn't really pick. <laughs> I just sub in Glenn Close for every single person. <laughs> she it. literally. She, we could have invited two more people and still like covered every single nomination she's had. <laughs> we all should have picked a Meryl Streep for you know movie too. We could have done that too. Yeah. All right, Dan. Uh, one number, one through five. Two. One. Two. Kenzie, Amanda, Dan, me, Nicole, Morgan. This is the list. So Kenzie, you could do it first this time. This is so annoying because I have four that are like my number ones, and then I have like eight that are like my number twos. If someone so takes hard. one, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> I've got okay. such a long list. I have a longer list of this, obviously, than it's I did the other. It's such a long list, y'all. <laughs> it's like because it's just too much to bear. Like it always happens in the best actress category because, yep, especially yep. recently, there are so many lead actresses that get in that are their sole nomination so like i hold such hope for so many people that like, yeah. <laughs> i'm like they're just gonna do it like they're they're just gonna do it okay i'm just gonna go with my number one of all time i will hold this against this crazy director on top of all the terrible things he said about my people Kirsten Dunst and Melancholia, I will never get over <gasps> it. I, like, one, I'm so happy she's finally an Academy Award nominee, but two, this was like a winning performance, watching that press conference and her Oscar dreams just disappearing in thin air. One, why hold that against her? It's not her fault, and that is totally the reason nothing happened with this movie but to just an incredible performance. I think about it literally every day. I dream about Melancholia crashing into our planet. Um, <laughs> beautiful performance. Just no notes. I watched that movie, I was like, no notes. Yeah, she is perfect in that movie and like knew that she was a great actress, but still wasn't expecting that. Because there's so like, many layers to it that like- It's beautiful. It's just, it's stunning. And like that realization she has towards the end, I just will never, it's always on my mind. Like always. Okay, I've never seen it, but I'm literally taking down my paper list of movies to watch that I keep on my desk. I'm adding it to it right now. Wait, Nicole, how long is that list right now? Don't ask it. (laughs) It's on Hulu. Oh my God, it's on Hulu right now. The third oh, part of this perfect. draft Thank is going to be drafting which order Nicole movies, the movies <laughs> yeah. Nicole hasn't seen. Wait, do you guys want to know something embarrassing? My friend was like, I haven't seen any movies you talk about. Can you make me a list? I made her a fucking Excel spreadsheet. 
That's yes. beautiful. I, love I made somebody. So good, I made somebody a letterbox thing and sent it to me. I, like, no, I, I sorted them by these are Kinsey weird. These are kind of weird, <laughs> but acceptable. <laughs> these are like fine. These are like the must watches. Tell me why the first movie she watched was Oak Judge. She's like, I'm never watching any movie you recommend again. She sent me a picture of her <laughs> sobbing, like oh visual tears. I was like, I'm oh, so sorry. <laughs> Anyway, be friends with me. It's so fun. <laughs> Who's next? Amanda. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna go with Amy Adams for Arrival because <gasps> Arrival got nominated for picture, director, screenplay, editing, everything else, and she carried the entire movie because Jeremy Renner can't do much. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with her. It really annoyed me that she that was like one on Oscar morning where I'm like, how the hell did you not nominate her? So, yeah. So I was thinking about this. Um, if the movie had premiered on his app, would she have gotten an Oscar nomination? God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I love it. No, that, that's a really bad it. one. It's like, you know what I was thinking about? Like that snub is equivalent to me of Denise director snub for Dune because I'm like Arrival Uh-oh. is like everywhere and then she misses I'm like was just no one the center of the movie like it was so bad ridiculous one yeah. hurts still mm-hmm. Dan okay so before I even do this I just have to like before I go to my actual pick I just want to like pour one out for the goat Liv Ullman because like Mm -hmm. I can't pick one she literally should have been nominated for like everything she ever did like (laughs) she's so fucking good (laughs) yeah but anyway she finally has her honorary Oscar so I the, the academy is all right by me on that front but um I am going with probably the biggest superstar to have zero Oscar nominations and really genuinely should have gotten one and probably would have if the Academy um, had any respect for comedy at all. Um, Marilyn Monroe for some Like It Hot. Yeah. Nice. Oh my gosh, I finally <laughs> caved and got the Criterion and <laughs> I just she's so perfect she really is and that particular performance is like that is her in a nutshell that encapsulates Mm -hmm. everything about her screen persona everything about Mm -hmm. what we love about her it's like it would have been an all-time great nomination you know how we talk about this a lot like there's no such thing as a movie star anymore but there are some that are like movie star but also like really great actors like she Mm -hmm. is the definition of someone who was a movie star a huge celebrity but also this insanely talented insane screen presence like talk about screen presence like her in this movie god and just i don't know i everything i've read about her has been that she was really involved with like the costuming and like these details Mm -hmm. would play more to this part of the story and I love that as an actor and I love someone that at that time knew they were like 
everything and just yeah. I love her in that movie so much that's such a she should have been nominated for that and gentlemen prefer blondes honestly yeah yeah also love her in gentlemen prefer blondes she's so good she's so love great oh I just I hope one day that like they make a really good docuseries about her that honors her as a person and not there is a nice. new documentary Netflix. coming to Netflix. The Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, oh, so I don't, Netflix, I don't know doing, Netflix is doing uh, this is really what happened. And then this is a trashy fictional book adaptation Yep. at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Weird. Which I guess that's something that they're at least doing the <laughs> here's the truth. They're like slightly <laughs> like, okay, this is off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Me. Ooh. I'm struggling here. I, well, I didn't want to, like, somebody said a name earlier that I didn't want to repeat. I rewatched the movie uh, the other night. I'll just shout it out Molly's Game, Jessica Chastain, criminally underrated <laughs> yes. movie. Jessica Chastain. Yes. Yes. We're talking about if I want to forgive Aaron Sorkin, I will just rewatch that movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. I watched that it movie gave night. me so much hope. I was like, this guy is going to change the world directing. Like, <laughs> he, he is going to give me so many movies I'm obsessed with. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then Trial Chicago 7 came out, and I was like, I hate this man. <laughs> yeah. And then we had Being Their Cars. Um, also, but, um, uh, Idris Elba deserved a supporting nom. Yes, yes yeah, I was going to say that as well. Yes, he did. not only, on not only yeah. is just so sexy in that movie, like, but he's so good. He's so good at being aggressive. He's so yeah. good at being like the father that's kind, but the father that's like, do your homework. Oh my god, love that. <laughs> yeah. Love him in that movie. I watched it and I was like, holy shit! Like the fact that this movie barely got like it just—it's incredible. It's so good. Oh, when I feel bad, I'm blanking on his name um, from Bridesmaids and his HBO show. Oh, Chris O'Dowd. Yes. Um, mm. He is so good in that movie. Like, he's obviously like a comedic thing, but like, I really loved his performance. Playing drunk is like not as like easy as it seems. And um, him and Evan Peters have two of the best playing drunk scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it. But my pick is going to be I want to go with Pam Greer for Jackie Brown. Yes. Oh. Why did you take that <laughs> from you. me? Oh. Yes. Oh. Brilliant choice. Yeah, yes. I was going to go back. I wanted to go back a little. Oh. A lot of mine were like last 10 years-ish. I was like my first one. I've got to really kind of go back a little bit further. And I really like that one to me. It was like the highlight of like, I'm not a big Tarantino guy, but like her performance in that is just... I, I can't believe it. I can't go back and like why, like think that that performance was not nominated. It's just that movie is some of his best um, directed yeah. like performances. Like every yeah. single performance is so good. I it, yeah. it's so but good. Pam Grier, she is like she was phenomenal. I know oh, it's like actually two... my favorite Tarantino movie. I, I don't too. know if that's like controversial, but like that's, that's mine my too. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> it is like one of it's like his my either number one or number two for like his best yeah. movie in my opinion his so his more like intimate like heartfelt kind of movies are the ones that like work that, that sounds so weird to say about him but like <laughs> they there's the ones that like work for me the most and like i don't know but her in that movie god two sexy performances just like back to back like 
Oh, I love her so much. And I love the opening of that movie at LAX. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Is it me? Okay. Um, There's so many good ones. Um, But this is one that particularly annoys me because I know in recent years, it's been very difficult for an actress in a comedy, but particularly a romantic comedy to get nominated. But there was a time when that happened. And this was during that time. So it makes me even more mad that it didn't happen for her. And I'm going with Meg Ryan and When Harry Met Sally. Uh, oh, I think yes. it's the greatest all time oh. comedic performances, but also has such like good dramatic moments as well. It's, yep. I, in my opinion, the peak of Meg Ryan's career. I can't believe she wasn't nominated for this. One of the best movies of all time. So. I, wow. I'm not surprised that you, you picked that performance. It's incredibly on brand for me. <laughs> I am with Nicole 150% on this one. <laughs> the way, that, so I, for anyone who doesn't know, I turned 38 this year. So every other hour, I have just been feeling the pink ride. And I'm going to be 40! <laughs> I'm gay! <laughs> just sitting there like a dead end. Uh, <laughs> sorry, real quick, Dan, drop the skincare routine. <laughs> what? It's just being unproblematic. <laughs> really, really. Damn. You look so good. I had no idea. I thought you were like, well, I don't want to tell you how old I thought you were. No, please do. <laughs> please flatter me. I, I, literally, I literally thought you were 29. Oh my God, bless you. I just, wow. turned, bless you. I just turned 30 and I was like, during oh my that God. Sephora sale, I bought so much wrinkle shit. I was like, let me cake it on. Oh my Last God. Last weekend, a 12 year old told me that they thought that I was 18. Mm. I'm 27. So I feel like whatever I'm doing skincare wise is doing okay. <laughs> Dan and Nicole, send me your routine. Do your little Vogue, get ready for bed with me video. Oh my God, but I love Meg Ryan in general but that and I'm not a romantic comedy person but obviously this is like one of the greatest movies the greatest ever made time. like yep. ever oh so good Perfect. I'm so excited for Morgan because she's going last and like <laughs> yeah like, I'm, I'm bringing the mood down variety bringing the mood down as far <gasps> as we can go um because I'm going with the haunting performance by Rebecca Hall in the 2016 <gasps> film Christine <laughs> Yes! So good. (laughs) So we're going from romantic comedy to (laughs) mental health crisis. (laughs) Um, Rebecca Hall playing like like severe issues like Mm -hmm. really works for me. Like really works for me. I first off, fantastic director. Just putting that out there. But um, well, I love her. I love her so much and I love this movie I saw this movie late like I saw everybody tweeting about it and I was like I need to see this movie and then it was my personality for like six months <laughs> just like talking about Rebecca Hall in this movie oh she is okay because so I was like you, so good. you have 
you at one point made the ring your personality, so it was a yeah. little concerned. Oh, <laughs> this was your personality. To anybody yeah. listening that went to my fifth grade birthday party, I'm sorry for sending you home with VHS tape of the ring tape. Oh, I man. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. But yeah, I love her in this movie. Yeah. The fact that she has zero Oscar nominations is pretty... It's pretty tragic. It's pretty tragic. It's because yeah. the movies that she's in are usually like just too small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're the night house, which she's brilliant in, so. but they don't do horror. So that's like one of those like add it to the list of horror nominations that just like were only not there because it was a horror film, which um by the way, the night house on HBO Max. So maybe watch it oh, three I'm times in a row like I Please. did. And watch, I'll, it, watch yeah. it with all the lights off and the volume all the way up. I so that was the first <laughs> that was the first time we hooked up our sound bar in our new apartment. Oh no. <laughs> because so this apartment is way bigger than our other apartment and it's older, so it makes noise all the time. Mm. And I'm like, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. <laughs> But um, there are so many parts of Christine and like that performance that just like the the fact that she can go from like having a mental breakdown at her mom to then singing Annie song by John Denver and you're just like oh everything about you is perfect yeah she's um, one of those people that I feel like does capital A acting without it being capital A acting like it's I don't know. She's so incredible. Every time she's announced a new project, I'm like, this is going to be weird and I'm going to love it. Like, that's that's how I feel about Rebecca Hall. Hopefully one day that pans out into an Oscar nomination. Like, hopefully it's just been like, okay, you've done enough that people have yelled at us. The poor social media <laughs> manager for the Oscars handle is like, okay, guys, do something, please. Or she'll turn into like an honorary Oscar nom- winner. Like, or maybe She's someone will finally recognize her for her writing or directing. You know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Passing, getting zero Oscar nominations. Disgrace. Burn down the museum. I'm just kidding. Rob it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be Ocean's Nine. I like this. Write it. I'd watch. I'd watch. Do it. <laughs> well. Okay, it's I'd watch, but they, I would watch just to the simple fact that I called them and said they had tickets available, and then I'd take a $40 Uber from my hotel room there, and then I get there and they're like, Oh, we don't have any tickets that day. Thanks. Welcome to Los mm, Angeles. <laughs> and then I take a $40 Uber back, and yeah. Ugh. Welcome to LA. Okay, Yuck. it's my turn, right? It is. Round. Okay, close. I have so, so many. And if someone doesn't say one of them, I'm going to say it. It's like a recent one, but I'm not going to pick it. So I am going to go with one of the first times I was invested in the Oscar season, invested in nomination morning was when I lived in Texas. So nominations were announced at a reasonable time. Naomi Watts and Mulholland Drive. I, I just... I don't know if you're gonna put in a directing just put her in actress I don't know doesn't make sense to me I love her 
despite that Instagram post that I don't know what to think of. Um, love this performance. And, you know, just keeping it on, on trend with my David Lynch week, like what's happening, what's going on. You never know. It's kind of similar to the movie, like what's going on, don't know what's happening. But I love her in this movie and um, it would add to her collection of perfect Oscar nominations. Like every single nomination I completely agree with. So, and that doesn't happen a lot. Look at Nicole Kidman. So I, 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 I'm gonna say her. That wound's still sore, but I do forgive Nicole Kidman for one incredible scene in The Northmen. So that's-, that's Oh that. God. We okay, some of, us, some of us that like <laughs> Robert Eggers movies have not seen it yet, except tonight it is playing at the AMC that I can drive to. And I was like, should I go? But it's at 11 yes. p.m. Oh. And I have a child, and tomorrow's my first day back at work. So I and also that's a long ass yeah. movie to begin at 11 yeah. p.m. Yeah. So I saw it 11 a.m. So if that helps out, anything. I'm seeing it at 11 a.m. on Saturday, okay. and I didn't realize when I bought the ticket that Passover was still at that time, and I'm kind of mad that I can't get like a nice <laughs> coffee and go. In. But you know, like I, Robert Eggers has been my number one guy for literally since his first movie so and i finally got to see that hansel and gretel short i don't know if any of y'all have seen it but um yeah. oh my god naomi watts should be in a movie with him she'd be incredible with him okay i just i just casted his next movie call me <laughs> you're both yeah. short just call me we're in the yeah. short person club oh my god <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I love it. I just felt like I had to redeem Nicole Kim and the slander just because her most recent nomination really hurt my heart. So now she redeemed yeah. herself with hmm. that incredible moment. Dan, you've seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, you know shit. what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly the moment you're talking okay. about because right, I literally started like doing the seal clock okay, with wait. glee. So, <laughs> yes. okay. To both of y'all who have seen it, where does her wig rank? Oh, it's up there. Oh, it's, it's top tier. There. It's top, yeah. top tier. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because she, it, it, she actually like she. There is a scene that her, her, she's combing it, braiding <gasps> it, yeah. like it. Yeah, it, when Nicole, yeah. when Nicole does like wig play, like messes with the hair, <laughs> I am like. Love. And he's like Love. rethinking possibly seeing it tonight at 11 now, just for the. <laughs> <play>. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> It's in uh, Dolby too. Like I'm seeing it Alamo, oh, so it's clearly not. That's one Dolby. regret. I did see it in an old, older theater. Like it's an older theater, and the sounds fine, but it's not like what you would hope for, like his movies. Because even though I hated his last movie, the sound was really like loud and in my face, so it's really good. But yeah, Don't yeah, I, I saw it of the lighthouse. Sorry, it's a steam and polish shit, but. <laughs> oh, no, Ooh. I did see it in Dolby. I saw it at the <gasps> Dolby screening room in, in New that. York. And I, holy shit. It might be my <laughs> favorite <laughs> score of the year, too. Wait, it might be oh. my favorite score of the year, too, I think. Yeah, so, the score is incredible. Sorry yeah. for making this into the Northman tangent when I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but if 
I was presented the opportunity to get, um, what is the AMC like season pass thing? Oh, the A-list. Okay. So I live in driving distance to an AMC now. And I previously lived in walking distance of an Alamo. So I had their season pass. Oh God. So good. Such a good deal. If you live in LA or anywhere there's an Alamo, do the season pass. Um, but the, the AMC I can drive to has a Dolby theater. Should I do the AMC A-list yes. so I can see the North? Yes. It's totally worth yes. it. I have to, I only have the Regal one because the Regal's closest to me, but I would rather have Same. AMC. Like AMC's or A-list is way Or hear me the better. F out, Arclight could just open again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever forget yeah. if you're listening and you live in Los Angeles, do not vote Rick Caruso for mayor. <laughs> he closed down Arclight and we will never forgive him. Wow. This is paid sponsored by, I don't even know who's running against him. But... I don't know who else is running for mayor. I only know that he is running for mayor and that Gwyneth Paltrow hosted a $1 million fundraiser event for him. I mean, what else sponsorment do you need by to the Democratic him? National, whatever? I think he's running as a Democrat. Oh, I just never mind. don't like him. God. Never mind. This is going backwards. I don't know who the, what the hell I'm talking about. So Who's Amanda's next. next. <laughs> yeah. She's like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> For duet, which I love it. It's an incredible movie. So oh my movie. God. Um, I'm going to dip into the horror genre. Because I think Lupita Nyong'o was yes. big snubbed for us. Glad somebody said that one for me. I was hoping yeah. someone would say it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it, so I have to find sorry. another one. Oh no, it's next. Good. Andy's next too. No, it's just like don't if mind if Dan... I don't pay attention because I have to pick something else. <laughs> if Dan had said that and had Marilyn Monroe and Lupita like top tier, oh my god, combo of all time. Yep. Yep. I know. You can trade Dan. Dan will trade. I'll take the one that you say now, just so you have it. That's a good bit. Oh my gosh. I love her performance in Us. It is so good. Fun fact I saw the movie at like 9 a.m. in a theater by myself. And um, that's terrifying. It was so scary. (laughs) Oh my God, but her performance, not, I, I held out hope. I don't know about y'all. I held out hope. I was like, maybe they'll just pull it off because yeah, it's the same thing I'm feeling about Nope, where I'm like, I don't know if they're going to recognize it. Like, who knows? Because it could be like too much like in the horror genre like Us was, but like, you never know. But she, okay, I don't know how to phrase this, but like she gives us amazing performances all the time but where are the oscar nominations post oscar win like insane it sucks honestly it's criminal it's not like brie larson where she's gone off the deep end and does like (laughs) nintendo switch commercials and no offense ricky but fast and the furious like like lupita gives us the work but like the Oscars are like eh, one nomination or one win was like literally enough. I I don't know. Also the disrespect. Truly. Disrespect. The disrespect yes. of Vin Diesel. Yes, you are correct. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes. I honestly, but. I honestly have worse to say about Brie Larson's career than Vin Diesel's. <laughs> but I just okay. Lupita is so good in that movie to play like 
two characters like that is just and it's not only playing two characters it is playing a second character that is that oh my god i can't look (laughs) if you're listening ricky has made his background vin diesel and a tank top and i just cannot look hi vin (laughs) can we just talk about the only fast and the furious movie i've seen he is not in so the yes, only one you've seen it. is yes, Tokyo he is Drift? Yes, he's in it. <laughs> he's not in it. He yes, he is, is in the not... post-credits. He is... Oh, that, is, that does not I've count. never seen a Fast and the Furious film, but I have been on the ride at Universal. So I've got my own Vin Diesel enough. necklace. Nicole, that's good enough. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that. I know what it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. enough. I did a marathon and I don't know why I did a marathon. Oh God, the I'm ninth so sorry. One was not it. I know. And I went to a drive-in to watch <laughs> Fast I'm gonna 9. Mute. I'm like. Amanda, it's, it's been nice having Amanda on the show. Um, <laughs> I gave it half a star. <laughs> I'm making a list of who's no longer welcomed onto this show. Um, yeah, but Lupita in that movie, just like, I, it's one of those. The- Yes, she plays two characters, but the second character is so different because it's like the same person as the other character. But it's just, it's, it's something people will eventually study. And Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine not acknowledging it. The, the vocal work alone is insane. But then that is the movie that honestly, like when you get to the end and have that revelation and then you go back and watch it again the layers to her performance because it's all there stunning. it's all it there all there it is stunning so my Absolutely husband stunning. my husband is a scaredy cat like won't watch scary movies which is just is that horror is my favorite genre no, really it's really, <laughs> it's really hard for me but he watched this he just would not watch it in a theater but he really loved Get Out, so he's really excited for this. He was just like, I can't do it in the theater. But he was like, so she was at least nominated, right? And I was like, no. No. Like, no. It's just, it's, and poor went out for this queen who was very anti-Harvey from the very get-go and very outspoken about it. And I just, I love her. I love her. I'd die for her. Also wore two of the best dress ever in history to the Oscars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two. So good. Yeah. Incredible. And her brother at the first one where she won, just like. Yeah, so cute. King. Who is Hi, Dan. Next? Okay, so Amanda took the one that I was going to pick, but it's okay. I have plenty of horror backups on my list um, because Lord knows they have just been very, very mean towards horror performances in the Academy. And there is part of me that really wants to go with my favorite crazy French lady, Isabella Johnny, for that bonkers brilliant performance in Possession. But I can't do that. Thank you for shouting it out, though. Like, thank you. I, I love that movie, Something Awful, which probably says something not too good about me. But whatever. We'll set that aside. Um, I also was tempted to go with um, Mia Farrow for Rosemary's Baby because she's brilliant. But she's also problematic. Exactly. So, you know. um, uh, In the but, she, but like the fact that she didn't get a nomination <laughs> for that movie is insane um i have chosen i decided to go a little bit more contemporary and do everyone's 
favorite should have had a million nominations by now lady um ms tony collette for hereditary because Matt Neglia is so proud of you <laughs> <laughs> what a performance fun fact like, about me wow. is that was the first movie i watched since becoming a mother oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> but oh my god she's so good it, mind-blowing just i give her all the awards for i mean for everything but for that specifically i jesus <laughs> what would be your oscar clip from that <laughs> Um, so, oh God, it's really hard not to go with something from the, that insanely uncomfortable (laughs) dinner scene, um, the, you know, I am your mother, but, and especially like that last bit where she's like staring at her son and she's angry and then she turns her husband and goes, fine. Um, Epic line but, delivery. Epic, epic, epic. But really, the um, I so love, for me, the part that really gets it is just af- when she discovers um, the car mm-hmm. and you just hear her I crying and just, like, literally, like, it's like she's vomiting her soul up. It, it, uh, so, but you know like the whole movie is an Oscar clip. Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Like the whole movie. You know what I would have actually done? You know that scene where she's at like the craft store in the parking lot, and everyone says that um, Danny from Midsummer is in the background. Um, oh, yeah, the, and she just and she has to turn around. Yeah, I yeah. really like that scene, and I don't feel like it spoils anything. But the Oscar clips are kings of spoiling movies lately when they do have clips so i feel like they would have gone with someone she like discovered like figures everything out but that is like you know when people are like you guys talk about this movie too much or like this snub nomination too much i'm like this one will never be too much never because it's the most brilliant work i mean people there's a reason why and i and i hate the phrase elevated horror but like there's a reason why it came to prominence and it yes hereditary is a horror movie but it's also like just this really incredible incendiary family drama and tony collette in particular just like brings it and she leaves it all on the table and like look if Ellen Burstyn could do it for The Exorcist, there is no reason. If C.C. Spacek could have done it for Carrie, there's no reason she couldn't have done it. And they just said, oh, but it's depressing. So I kind of, I don't know, if, maybe let's vote. If it wasn't A24. Oh, I, I still think it probably yeah. wouldn't have happened everyone agree yeah i yeah it they snub horror so much and it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what film distribution i think that a24 doesn't necessarily help because i think that they have built a body of work with a particular and not to steal from the internet because they've 
discovered the word aesthetic, but they have a particular <laughs> aesthetic yeah. and it sometimes backfires for their campaigns. Yes. I, so I think about it a lot and I'm like, maybe if it had been like, that's the thing. I can't think of another studio that would have actually put this out. Like, to be honest with you, like maybe neon now, but not neon then. No. And like IFC might've, but IFC doesn't campaign anyway. So like that. Every time I see IFC pick up a movie, I'm like absolutely dead in the water. It doesn't mean a thing. And I love IFC. Don't I love get me IFC. Wrong, love. But like, I mean, all right. The way, the way that Mulligan I like. And wildlife, but like. The way that know. I get super like mixed feelings every time I see them get a movie because I'm like, on one hand, it's going nowhere with awards. On the other hand, I know I'll get a screener of it. Like, <laughs> uh, just, just, uh, what a good, like, what a perfect performance. Mm-hmm. once again no notes just yeah no no <laughs> she's so good in horror she's so good in everything god and she's so I, good in everything one of my favorite actually i know this sounds dumb because it's so recent and i'm very against recency bias her performance in knives out is one of my favorite so things good. ever so funny so good. because it's so, so funny. funny like so funny. i so the funny. dancing the dancing, the dancing. <laughs> And just like the whole like switch, like where she's like pretending she needs something else. I just, I love that. I love it so much. And especially after watching like Hereditary and then you watch that, you're like, what an actress. I just also think it's so funny because I feel like in Knives Out, she's very obviously playing off of a certain actress. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And then I thought about the fact that she did Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Also, for that, she's yeah, she's by the way. phenomenal in Emma. <laughs> um, but it just makes the entire thing funnier. <laughs> the way I asked my husband if we could watch Emma when it got added to HBO Max, and I meant the autumn. <laughs> yep, and he pulled up that Emma, and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> wrong Emma. Wrong. Emma. I mean, I I do love Jeremy Northam as Mr. Knightley in the old Emma, but uh. There, there is a superior Emma. <laughs> there is. I and also just like the, I think about her version of Roxy Hart in Chicago. Oh my god! Every day. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Less. the iconic actresses and housewives <laughs> who have played Roxy Hart. I just, if you've played Roxy Hart, you're okay in my book. Minus one person. And look, I I honestly do think that Renee is good in Chicago, but Tony Collette would have won the Academy Award that year. Like would have won, and then they would be like, "Here's an honorary award for being the best Roxy Hart of all time." Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, Lisa Renna. <laughs> sorry, Pamela Anderson. Apologies to Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I, like, the way the way that I Pamela. Want... Okay, I saw a clip of her at like doing bows on TikTok the other night and That's she was so happy and it made me so happy so love that I, like I love it for her I'm so excited for her I just haven't yeah. seen any clips I, it'll it'll the surface way, the it'll way surface. that <laughs> I need a Pam and Tommy a Panam and Tommy sequel series to get <laughs> Lily James as Pamela Anderson as Roxy as Hart Roxy. <laughs> like, yes. give it 
I can't. <laughs> I can't. Wait, how long is she in Chicago? <laughs> will, as in, will she be still in right. it when I'm you like, come up here? I know we can. <laughs> we could absolutely get cheap tickets just okay. on whatever day. So okay. we need to look at how still long in she's it. In it. Yeah. yeah, I am. We'll report back jealousy. personally. Yes, <laughs> yes. Screaming with jealousy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Just the iconic ladies of Roxy Hart. That should be a docu, like a docu series, like about women being Roxy Hart. Make a Hulu series. They would totally (laughs) skip Erica. They would totally skip her. (laughs) Okay, sorry for the tangent. I don't know. Ricky, is it is it Ricky's turn? Amanda, it is my turn. Oh, Ricky. Yeah, it's Ricky's turn. All right. You can't Uh, go Erica Jane because she is not. Holy Dan got it. I'm gonna go Michelle Rodriguez for fast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, Michelle Rodriguez for girl fights would be a good pick. I I'm struggling. I was gonna go. Shout out to Scarlett Johansson, Lost in Translation. I'm not gonna pick that, but oh. um, I'm gonna go with the weird one. I'm gonna go Rachel McAdams for Game Night. Um, Rachel McAdams. That's yes. just. I wish I could make a reaction image of Dan right now. <laughs> I mean, because I was, I was like, I was thinking that he was going to say Mean Girls, and I'm like, oh yeah, and then he's yeah. like, okay. Hey, is the it. Oscar clip? Oh no, he died. Obviously. <laughs> but yeah. Nope. Okay, <laughs> if the Oscars acknowledge comedy, this would be a five-time nominee. The, mm-hmm. the way that this movie should have gotten a SAG Ensemble nomination. SAG Ensemble, right there. Like, Not only, Kyle, what a, first off, just got to say, beautiful Friday Night Lights reunion. Beautiful. <laughs> Second off, Kyle Chandler is so good in this movie. Like, why is he not in more comedies? Like, we talked yes. about Amanda's pick of Zero Dark Thirty. Didn't even touch on how sexy Kyle Chandler is when he is yelling at her that there is nothing he can do and there's red tape. I'm like, yes, keep yelling. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, love him. But I love Game Night. Jesse Plemons. I mean the Frito Lie Frito Lay's line delivery. It's <laughs> perfect. Can we talk about? I told my friend to watch it, and she's like, "It was okay." And I was like, "Okay, what do you mean? Like the Frito Lay line is so funny." She's like, "What Frito Lay line?" I was like, "You did not watch the movie. Like, did not watch." I also huge Jason Bateman fan. Like one, mm-hmm. I know he's the same character and everything, but he's <laughs> he's good. He's good. It's a good I'm character. Yeah. It's a good character. Works for yep. me every time. Um, and the, the chemistry between Billy Magnuson and Sharon Horgan. Off the charts. Off the charts. And like, they did such a good job. At, clearly it's the script, but like, they felt like your friends. Like, you felt like you were in this, like, thing with them. And also, you know, when you watch a movie like this and you're like, don't do that. I believed every move they made. Like, you got shot. We can't go to the cops. Like, I believed them. They're like people who don't get in trouble. They're like, I don't know. Like, they're obviously living comfortably, but not as comfortably as the brother. Like, I believed them. And just what a year for Olivia, the dog. Um, Cody Derrick's talking about this on Twitter. But like, between Widows and Game Night in one year. (laughs) outstanding dog work outstanding 
but I love Rachel McAdams in this movie. Same. Okay. Oh, she's delightful in it, as always. <laughs> so I would. I, I can't also, remember. random shout out to Haley Bennett for Swallow. Um, Haley Bennett. Yes. yes. While we're at it, shout out to Haley Bennett for Cyrano. Um, yes. All right. Would have been a better, been a better nominee than Nicole Kidman. Uh, yes. <laughs> boom. Um, but her and Joe Wright, top tier celebrity couple. Yeah. He has his new muse. I need her to be in every one of his films going forward. Truly. Truly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm gonna give a few shout outs before I say my actual pick. Um one, I wouldn't be me if I did not say the name Kira Knightley. Um Kira Knightley thank and Anna Karenina should yes. have been nominated. Thank you should have been nominated. Thank you. Um we already got a Kirsten Dunst, so I'm not going with this, but Kirsten Dunst, Marie Antoinette, incredible, top yes. tier, one of my all-time favorite performances. One of my uh, all-time Kirsten favorite Dunst, movies. And same, uh, Kirsten and Sofia Coppola, a match made in heaven. Yes. Um, yep. Also want to say a shout out to uh, Vivian Lee, Waterloo Bridge, one of my favorite movies oh, of all Waterloo time. Bridge. One of my favorite movies oh, of all time, um, because so I am a depressed historian. Uh, <laughs> that also, has to be in like a handle like depressed historian yes <laughs> Nicole we just found you who would have it handle. because like I think like, that's just historians in that's amazing <laughs> what a brand um, but also my last one that I will shout out before I actually share mine is Judy Garland Meet Me in St. Louis one of <gasps> the mm. best movie musical performances of all time of um, all time. Yes. Yeah. My favorite movie musical of all time. My favorite. Um, and also, can we talk about the bullshit that was giving her the juvenile Oscar for The Wizard of Oz? Like, bullshit. Come bullshit. on. Yeah. Complete it's, bullshit. Um, it's, it's screaming like, no, like juvenile. Yeah. Juvenile. Yeah. Juvenile. Yes. That's literally what yes. they called it the juvenile Oscar for like people who it. were not old enough, apparently. I, I hate it. She was like 16. And yeah. a pack like, one hits what? her in the head with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we're not going to that. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, that little snitch. <laughs> but I feel like to be on brand. I have to say, um, particularly because I was sitting here like, oh, who would I go with? And two things were staring me in the face. My two copies of the movie editions oh, yes. of Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> so I have to say Saoirse Ronan and Mary Queen of Scots, my personal favorite Saoirse Ronan performance, uh, which is the Love. one that's not nominated, which really, you know, gets to me every time. We um, love that Saoirse Ronan made both of your lists. I was just going to say I purposely that. did so that. <laughs> I texted Ricky, I should have just done Saoirse Ronan performances for all four and just gone with it. Clearly. Um, but I think I legitimately think about her performance in this movie at least twice a week. Um, so I feel like, you know, especially the part where she's like, you, you know, you are more, uh, you have more in your heart than these men who counsel you. Um also, I mean, while, while I'm on this soapbox, Margot Robbie should have been nominated for that film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But fantastic performance, incredible. Also, don't understand how my girl, Saoirse, does a biopic and then doesn't get nominated. Like, that makes no have sense. Have you ever noticed that, like, <laughs> the biopics we like get paid dust and then the biopics yep. were, like, Particularly, terrible? I just, the super generic ones. Particularly, yeah. I just mentioned two 
great performances and biopics directed by women, which mm-hmm. did not get their due. And I'm not saying it's misogyny, but I'm saying it's misogyny. So, <laughs> you know, Literally. but yeah. That's All a good right. one. Morgan. Wow. Great picks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of shout outs too, just because um, I'm very indecisive. I'm a Leo, so that's just my birth <laughs> That's uh, You're right as a Leo. <laughs> yeah, very Literally. much so. Um, so I do want to say Viola Davis and Widows. Uh, the fact that Widows never oh, got nominated for anything is stupid. I um, hate it so much. Carrie Mulligan and Far From the Matting Crowd would have also been a great nomination Ooh. for her. And um, because I'm wearing my worst person in the world uh, sweatshirt that I won in oh. a contest, <laughs> I'm definitely going to say Renana Reinsfei for it that film my, because uh, yeah. we definitely could have replaced a certain best actress nominee that mm-hmm. year with uh daryl granada so that would have been amazing so i'm gonna go with my actual pick which is nicole kidman and the others because <gasps> yes! oh! i love that movie <laughs> should have been oh my god i mean it's such an underrated film because everyone was like this is just like the sixth sense and it's like no it's actually about familial trauma yeah where so good. m night didn't quite hit it in the sixth sense but thanks for laying the groundwork um yeah i just think it was also a better film over moulin rouge sorry <gasps> but i wow. think this close okay. to interrupting you being like what a perfect year for nicole <laughs> i i think that moulin rouge is a fine film and a fine performance but i think that the others in the test of time shows her immense depth as a performer and um I also like Baz Luhrmann's just really more miss than hit for me and it just Ooh. it's fine and in physical I, pain right now <laughs> I I get it I understand I just He's not for everyone no. listen strictly ballroom changed my life like love strictly ballroom my life i I think after he did romeo and juliet that he kind of got a little bit too carried away and Mm -hmm. you sometimes just need someone to rein you in and he didn't quite have that for a really long time he needed that with australia but yeah which is kind of why that (laughs) i love australia (laughs) no listen i love australia (laughs) one of my favorite um moments in pop culture history is the today show the week of australia events they did um but yeah he didn't need some yeah so that's why i just think that the others was a far more nuanced performance and it really harkened back to her work in to die for which is another great mm-hmm. performance that was never nominated so yeah i just keep her nominated that year switch the film this reminds me of um how nicole kidman's best work is never nominated and like it's true typically her worst work is nominated and i will except for the hours just- Except Pour one hours. out for the paper boy. Pour one out the for the paper boy. The paper boy is not only one of my favorite performances from her, it's my favorite it's wig. Insane. It's my favorite it's wig. Favorite. That is the wig to end all wigs. That truly. is like <laughs> such a good wig. It is such a great performance. It made me forget that Zach Efron is just Zach Efron. Uh, no offense to Zach Efron. Um, I've only seen High School Musical 2 and the paper boy. Um, don't ask me why I saw the sequel of High School Musical and not the first it one. It is the better I don't one. Know. It's the better one. That's what I've been told. Um, 
yeah I just why would you not see the first one (laughs) I don't know we were we went to Disney World we were there they were playing it in like a Disney theater and I was like let's go see it (laughs) had not seen the first one um but literally Nicole in the others reminds me of my other favorite snub performance Michelle Pfeiffer and what lies beneath yes I just so good I love that movie just beautiful actresses like in like the best kind of thrillers like horror adjacent like just being paid dust just doesn't doesn't sit right with me I do wonder because I think about this a lot because of where I would have ranked certain best picture winners in my preferential ballot like if I was an academy member would my votes matter because like I would nominate stuff like this and they would just disappear like well but and that is i think something that does go through voters minds and that's why we sometimes get the boring choices because they feel like well my favorite my actual favorite isn't going to get they don't stand a chance so i'll just go with my favorites of the ones that actually do stand a chance i wonder so i guess uh Shout out to feminist icon Bradley Cooper for supporting Lady Bird the year it was nominated. My my man. We'll be doing act- we'll be doing actors next week, and that's just gonna be all four of my picks. Like Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper. I um had a PTSD moment today because I was in my group chat talking about Coachella, and one of my friends who didn't go because she was really sick stayed here. And she met Bradley Cooper at a grocery store. And I was like, should I come back? Like, <laughs> I just, I love that man. But he, the way he talked about Lady Bird, like changed my life, changed my like outlook on the Academy. And then we get like things like Green Book and I don't know what to think of the Academy. So, you know, it's there. I do wonder though, like how many weirdos there are in the academy. Like, I wish, you know, like I talk about this all the time. It was on my list of things to fix about the telecast. Like, I wish we could see what was like sixth and seventh in nominations. Like, was Tony Collette up there or was that like just in our minds? Like, and I do wonder, like Nicole Kidman, did she cancel out the hours because, or I mean, not the hours, the the, the others because of Moulin Rouge, like people that have two movies in one year, like really, well, well, what that is that is a that is a rule that if you have more than one performance yeah. that is eligible, the one with the most, like if you have that would be in the top five, the one that has the most votes is the only one because you can only be nominated. Yeah, once. I wish that wasn't a rule because. That would be so cool, one, yeah. to be nominated twice in a right? But also, I'm like, isn't it dumb that that's a rule? But then, like, like just as recent as um, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. Yeah, but then you get yeah. weird things like, uh, like Grace Kelly winning for The Country Girl and not Rear Window for some yep. reason. Strange. Or Gloria Graham winning for the, the beautiful, like, what? Like, for it's... that movie? I guess because that was the movie that 
Academy like better, even though she they had just much saw better her name, performances maybe? that year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, like, it's combined, like, this pushed mm-hmm. her over the edge because yeah. she had this. And I'm like, but it's always the other thing that's better than what they won for. And I'll never understand that. Yeah. Like how Alicia Vikander totally won her Oscar for Ex Machina. Remember how we always just like disregard that she won for the Danish girl and we're like, no. I don't know what movie you're talking about. I Kenzie. don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> that know. That's a fake movie. <laughs> it is a movie I forgot about as soon as I left the theater. Fun fact, Brad Pitt was at the theater when I saw it. Amazing. Wow. And that is all that you remember. (laughs) (laughs) That and that they were playing the Titanic score while we were waiting for the movie to start. That's weird. If anybody has been to the Arclight that previously closed in Hollywood, they will know they did this all the time. But the difference was they were playing this really loud and it went on so long that it got to the instrumental version of My Heart Will Always Go On. Oh my God. And I was like, at what point do you sing? And then I realized <laughs> Brad Pitt was in front of me. And I was like, not now. That is the answer. You do not sing now. He was by himself. He got a caramel corn and a Diet Coke. In case anybody's wondering. And I know okay. it was a Diet Coke because I heard him sip it. He was like, it's diet. <laughs> I should have filmed it. Would have been wow. iconic. All right. I'm excited about this. Like, it's good. Good picks. Dan was the best lineup. That's for sure. Thank you. I tried to do a balance between classic and recent. I <laughs> made my list like that. And then I just picked all recent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally. I guess just old i guess mulholland drive isn't recent it just feels recent in the, in the scope of things i count like recent as like post 2000s i'm like if 9 11 had happened it's recent right in my mind which is weird because i was a child yeah, i'm like i was in first grade so that, that <laughs> if i remember my- it happening it's recent so it's about the same time so yeah that was just like the first time i remember watching them do the nominations like i vividly remember like asking my mom to put it on it was on the same channel as the today show which my mom watched all the time but now she's a good morning good morning america gal funny how those (laughs) things change so weird i know why but it's like hilarious oh guys this was so fun and now i have to go to work tomorrow (laughs) imagine i pull up to my first day back at work in six months i'm like so who's your favorite best actress winner (laughs) (laughs) all right guys everybody went right we did all yeah we did yeah right vin diesel is scaring me vin diesel this is beautiful man Hey, Vin, this is my public plea. This is my public plea one last time. Please, Vin Diesel, um, please make up with a rock. I would love for you to do that. Sorry. Okay, sorry. This is this is my last time I'll say it today. Um, please make up so we can have him in one of the last movies. 
All right, so before we go uh, around the table, just everybody plug yourself, your work, whatever you do, your Twitter, your Instagram, your MySpace, you know, the whole nine. Just, uh, Dan, you can go first because you're below me. Sure, you can find me on Twitter at Dance and Dan on Film, and you can find all my writings and movie reviews at Next Best Picture. Morgan? Um, you can find me over at Twitter at NSML Roberts. And um, yeah, my writing's over there. I started a sub stack and um, have been watching my so-called life like any normal 30-year-old does. Thank you. Oh my God, so good. Her <laughs> sub stack is amazing. And I may yeah. or may not have restarted the show because we're sub stack. Yes. <laughs> y'all, so- y'all do... Because y'all were not alive in the 90s <laughs> when this originally aired, y'all do not understand the, the grip. impact <laughs> that Jordan Canelano had. I, it's the only thing the I will give Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I have been trying to start Better Call Saul just for Kenzie's sake the last <laughs> couple of days. But instead, so I've wa- I've binge watched the Ultimatum from start to finish. <laughs> no, and season God. two, and season two of Love Is Blind. I yes. finished, the, no. I finished ten episodes in two days. No, uh, Love Is Blind Japan. It is I'm the like, only one I will yell at everyone to watch. It is no. So here's good. the thing. I've been enabling Ricky. <laughs> So then, like I every day, Nicole being a bad influence. Okay. Also, happy Better Call Saul Eve to everyone. I'm so excited. If they touch one goddamn hair on Kim Wexler, (laughs) I will show up at the AMC office. I know that sounds confusing because the theater, I mean the television station. Um, but if you are listening and you have not watched Better Call Saul, every previous season is finally on Netflix. Yes, watch them all after you watch Love is Blind and The yes. Ultimatum like I no. did. Sorry, it's like the prequel. Please watch them before Love is Blind. It's the prequel Don't talk to me about it. Yes. I'm over here texting uh, Nicole, what happens on the finale? Don't tell me, but what happens on the finale of Love is Blind? I want to know how many couples got married, but don't tell me which ones got married. It's like, tell me how many couples got married. Don't tell me who. And then she tells me and then I get disappointed because like the couple yeah. that I wanted to get married didn't get married. I'm sorry, this is turning into a Love is Blind episode. All right, so Nicole, <laughs> before you go. Morgan, do you watch Love is Blind? Uh, no, there's different trashy uh, reality TV that Everyone I Everyone should watch Love is Blind. Everyone watch should watch. Yes. Love Everyone... is Blind can come back to me when they actually cast someone on the show who is lower than a six on the hot scale okay see I also agree, very true but also they managed to find some of the worst men alive so is it the ultimate i mean is that is, surprising <laughs> i the ultimatum season two is going to be like a mostly uh uh queer cast i've heard so that's going to oh. be that's going to make for some interesting Listen, uh, i just think i just think that nick lachey and vanessa Lachey. It is not Hudson. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Just say Lachey. Keep it safe. Um, there's clearly some problems going on if they keep hosting dating relationships. What, I, no, no, no. What you have to do now? Okay, now I. This is me going further into this. But when you watch them talk about the other couples, like yeah. she'll side eye him when one of them say something. Yeah. About yeah. I've seen clips. So there's clearly like, like Will and Jada problems going on there, and they just need I don't to know like. If I that deep 
Sometimes, yeah. sometimes Those divorce is the deep. answer. Like, and I just been there, done that, that, baby. I mean, Nick, to be fair, yeah. on this season two reunion episode of Love Is Blind, As one of the guys, I, Loki, tries to shoot his shot at Vanessa. Yes, very maybe true. it's oh, so bad. And he was the worst character ever to shoot his shot at. I her. cannot stand yep. him. But He's the maybe worst. Dan will understand me, but like as someone who watched Newlyweds, I do mm-hmm. believe that Nick is the problem in every relationship <laughs> he's in. Like some people blame the tuna. Too. Some people blame. I have Newlyweds on DVD for some reason. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I. I just, he is a problem. If you rewatch Newlyweds like I do. Uh, no, um, he's absolutely a problem. He is not nice. He yells at her. He's like, you don't know that we own a mop? I'm like, she, unlike you, Nicholas Shea, sells albums. She probably doesn't need to know where the mop is. Mr. 98 Degrees, fake insane, fake Backstreet Boy. Facts. Facts. Ugh. Wow. Okay. I like that Nicole's like. All right, Nicole, you pluggy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I am on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox at Nicole Ackman sixteen. If you want to come talk to me about Love Is Blind, um, I have a link tree in all three places to the different places that I write and podcast and everything. And do keep an eye on my socials because I am launching something very exciting very soon. I can't say what it is yet, and I hate to be that person who's doing this, but <laughs> announcement coming very soon. It's gonna also be follow her on TikTok yeah. because like TikTok, her TikTok game is off the chain. So that's true. <laughs> okay, you I want to see me talk about like Marvel and shit? I followed her on TikTok and I was like, she has so many views. Like, yeah. <laughs> like damn, I'm trying. I got, like, mostly, I just Nicole Ackman is the queen of the TikTok algorithm. <laughs> oh my god, I try. Amanda. Yeah, I just, after this, like, doing the show, I realized I have so many blind spots and so many movies to watch and catch up on. So thanks, guys. Watch Love one. is Blind first, or unless you've I did. Oh, I watched that. In See, you've watched like, the important thing. Oh, yeah. I watched that first. I was, like, <laughs> binging that. Oh, my, I've been telling everyone to watch it, so it's good. Um, you guys can always follow me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. What I'm hearing is that uh, when Love is Blind season three happens, Ricky and Amanda and I are going to do a podcast. (laughs) Yes. If you guys would just get on board with Love is Blind Japan. Halfway through it. I'm halfway through watching Love is Blind Japan. Don't you worry. So good. You told me to watch it and I am. Yeah. So good. Why is that? Wait, what makes it so good? It's it, the complete it's trash reality. It, no, 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 it is no. not the same as but, trash reality. It is Love is Blind better. Japan. Yeah. Well, okay. Love is Blind is really interesting because I do think that like it has a little bit more relevance to the real world than a lot of dating shows because it's less straight competition based. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of messy drama, but it feels a little bit more like the kind of messy drama that you see in a friend group that's like adjacent to yours, which is why I enjoy it. But Love <laughs> is Blind Japan is like, the most pure thing I've ever watched of all Mm -hmm. these people who just legitimately are trying to find a life partner. And like a lot of them are divorced or sort of older or have some reason that they're like not in a relationship. Um, And it's like genuinely heartwarming. 
and a very different experience in Love is Blind America. Both are very enjoyable. So that's my problem. That's another thing. Dan brought up a good point. I would love to see like Love is Blind with like some divorce, like America's version, divorcees, some ones with kids. Older people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's interesting. That's like really. I'm very pro like finding out an older couple's engaged. Like I, that kind of stuff makes me happier because I'm like finding love when you're like, yourself like you know yourself you know your potential you met all your goals and then finding love is so much more fascinating like you've lived your life and now you found a partner versus like you're 20 like shut up you don't know what you're talking about like if you just started legally drinking I don't think you need to be finding a partner on a tv show like I'm not into that but love is blind Japan is where it's at dad you might like it (laughs) Um, gonna plug my favorite trashy reality show, um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, just top tier trash reality show, but better because Lisa Merlot is an angel. Um, but you can follow me on all social media at Kins Venunu, except Letterbox, which I have not used in months. Um, I made one for my baby for everything we were watching together, Daisy Venunu, but we stopped watching movies because she is six months old and she wants attention all the time not to watch <laughs> movies. But she did watch The Last Temptation of Christ at her grandpa's yesterday and she was obsessed. I've never seen her look at a screen like that. I was like, girl is obsessed with Willem Dafoe like I am. Even my husband was like, why is she so into the TV? I was like, it's Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe. Okay, she so obviously- days. So obviously the Florida project is next, right? I was thinking. Oh God, so boring. I was thinking the Florida project, but I was also so thinking. Bad. I don't like it. Shadow of the Vampire at <laughs> Eternity's so Gate. Bad. You're just at educating Eternity's her about Gate. art history. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as someone who actually got like kind of sick feeling watching at Eternity's Gate, I was like, maybe not that. But I he, listen. I think he's hot now. I don't I don't age discriminate against Willem Dafoe. Maybe other people, but not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> but yeah. Follow me on Twitter, not Letterboxd, because I don't use it. Ricky. <laughs> 